It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World, and it is imperative that I save your New Year's Eve, not with tricks and tips and planning and invitations. Uh, You have one invitation, and that is to the Fox News Channel. It is going to be in New York for a little bit, but it will be anchored in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, which has become the epicenter for ushering in a new year. I can think of no better person to tickle your ivories and to stroke your funny bone than my favorite comic in America. He was a writer on my showgram. He has graduated to the stratosphere of performative news comedy. Jimmy Fela joins Whoa. me. Welcome back to Kennedy Saves the Whoa. World. Whoa, for the record, you're not supposed to say that I wrote for your show. I Why? Always, I told people I worked for Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> They're like, did you work for Kennedy? I'm like, no, no. I was uh, I was a matchmaker with Ghislaine Maxwell for a bunch of years in the late 90s and aughts. I kid. Uh, there's <laughs> That's no higher, a respectable profession. Listen, there is no higher honor in showbiz uh, than writing for your show, as you know, uh, in our field. You know, when it comes to like street ball, when it comes to like street cred, like, and you know, it kills yeah. me to compliment you. We have a strict no compliment rule. Please. But you are considered pound for pound the most talented person in the building. I wouldn't go that far. No, no. Well, you're way up there. Hey, girl. But the truth is, it was a big deal. Like when I got hired to write for your show, when the other 17 people turned it down and the 18th guy killed himself. And you're like, how about that Fela? was an accident? Okay, <laughs> he was on a cruise ship. There was the, some cooking grease that I, accidentally I, I, spilled. I think what we're trying to say is Happy New Year, everybody. That's absolutely right. And we are New Year's experts. Uh, we have, uh, to be clear, I want to I want to make this point, okay? Because we do know a lot about New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we've attended a lot of parties. We've closed a lot of parties. We've also been escorted out of a lot of parties by security. I think the first. I think public- there have been mechanical bulls. <laughs> The there was a drum kit. The first the first public event I ever did with you was the 2016 Democrat National Convention, mm-hmm. where you were nice enough to let me do a little segment on your show, which, of course, ended with us getting an armed escort. Uh, not because we were like prize talent, but because we were being taken out of like a CNN hospitality yeah, the, tent. The escort was threatening to shoot us if we didn't leave <laughs> the, the CNN party because... Okay, first of all, don't have a party at a political convention with a mechanical bull in the middle. Thank you. Thinking that spontaneous, fun people Listen, are going to stay off the bull. Look at the way That's what the, the bull is for. Look at the way the set was dressed, Your Honor. They wanted it. He was asking for <laughs> it. That bull was asking for it. Okay? <laughs> all right? First of all. Um, so, Jimmy, you are doing stand-up. Mm. On uh, the Fox New Year special, yes. which is going to be, it is the All-American New Year. It is going to be so much fun to be a part of the party uh-huh. because, you know, it's like it hasn't been fun in yeah. Times Square for a few years, yeah, especially yeah. with COVID. Mm-hmm. And now people are absolute heathens. They they come oh. to New York. They're throwing their poo. They want to <laughs> fight. So I'm glad you're going to be safe. I, I worry about Emily Campagno. She'll be in Times yes. Square. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys will be kicking off the big show and then you're performing. So I know you are one of the most prolific writers 
I have ever met. Well, there are a lot of stand-ups who just, you know, rely on the same set, maybe tweak things here and there, maybe add a few jokes every few months or a couple of years. But you are writing constantly. Where does yep. that come from? Well, the drugs, obviously. But no, I kid, I kid. Come on, Meth where's everybody going? Drug. Where's everybody going? Uh, the truth is the gravity of the creative process, the idea that your brain is working on new material, working on a new joke from day to day uh, to get deep is like that's what like kept me alive when I was like a cab driver is the passion for, like, I had this new idea that was spinning in my brain all day, and, you know, you'd find some type of, uh, you know, a creative surge, like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to say bananas. I've been saying pineapple this whole time. The point is I've always had that as, like, a North Star in my life, and the reason I write a lot is it really was, like, a survival skill in the beginning. Now I just write a lot um, because you're on enough different shows here that it would look bad if you didn't. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, you know, you will find yourself cross-pollinating material on different shows because sometimes an old story comes back or what have you. But the last thing you want to be is the the comedian who's the equivalent of the guy at the party with one dance move. You don't want to just keep doing that. Oh, he's doing the thing with the leg again. Oh, there's Jimmy doing the worm. <laughs> if it ain't the worm. So two things. Uh, one is a survival scale. Two is I just like doing it, man. Like if you like writing jokes, especially in this day and age, uh, topical humor is it's fascinating, K Train, because it has no shelf life anymore because of social media and the proliferation of 24 hour news cycle. It's weird because you're performing surgery on a patient that's going to die no matter what you do by midnight. And I think part of like if you come to grips with that and you realize like your Trump tweeted Kofefe joke doesn't really work beyond 48 hours, <laughs> then it's, you keep that's writing. That's not a, a 2023 ace. No. <laughs> Just Dang doesn't it. get him down the way it once did. <laughs> there was a window of about a day and a My half. My name on Twitter is Kofifi Deplorable. I thought that was <laughs> de rigueur. I, I, t I tell my kids I'm with it. Um, so, so Jim, let's talk a little bit about New Year's Eve. Yes. Because you got a lot of amateurs out there. Oh, and, and so, you know, some people really like, maybe this is their one day a year to mm -hmm. dive into a public setting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone has this mentality, well, I'm going to drink tonight. Yeah. And it's like if you haven't if you haven't warmed up in the batting cage, yeah, yeah. you're gonna pull a muscle. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great it's a great point. It's like you know when you go to like a six flags, you're supposed to go on the merry-go-round before you go on like the death twister nine thousand. Yeah. Okay. New Year's Eve is the death twister nine thousand. There's so much stimulation, there's so much going on, and you really don't want to be the one who embarrasses themselves at the party because the be clear, everybody listening has been at a New Year's party where someone was an abomination. And if you haven't been to that party, it's because you were the person. You were the abomination. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, if you're not invited back to the party next then you year, know. you're the abomination. Listen, Can I tell you a really good story? Oh, before I would you, love before it. You can, don't forget where you are. No, I'm fine. But this is just, so a friend of mine went to a family party, you know, with a bunch of kids, kids of all ages, newborns. Third, fourth, eighth graders, eighth graders like ran the the early spectrum of childhood. So parents could take kids and they could watch the ball drop at nine o'clock. This is on the West Coast, watching the East Coast feed. And there was a mom there with three kids and a nine month old child, <laughs> and who got so hammered they couldn't find her. The but child? They were, they were really worried because they couldn't find the baby. Oh my goodness! No. So panic just overtook the house and and <laughs> ah! it went from super fun and innocent and wholesome yes. to oh my god we've got a crime scene <laughs> they they picked the lock on the bathroom door uh -huh. they found the mom passed out covered in her own vomit mm. 
The baby was fine. The baby was also covered in mom's vomit. No! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god! I love that story so much. First of all, because it wasn't me. Yeah. And so I just have a sense of relief whenever I hear it or retell it. But also, like, you... You may have to rethink some things yeah. if this is your year. Like, this is the year that I'm going to get so hammered <laughs> with my baby in front of my other children at a neighborhood party. No, I, I do want to point out that we're setting the bar a little low if the standard is, at least I didn't puke on my kid. <laughs> yeah. At least I didn't lock myself in the bathroom, pass out, covered in my own sick <laughs> but listen, after puking on my but child. But what have we established to these people is we do go hard. Okay. You're but round. we go home. Do I oh. do I wake up and run a marathon after being sedentary for five years, Jim? No. I do not. No, because it's hard to run in a toga. You know, we've seen you try. We've seen you try to <laughs> wake up and run a marathon. And that is a fashion statement <laughs> for, from the Helen Roper collection. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. Here is the term that everybody, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm always amazed at how many people are bereft of self-awareness. You constantly have to be doing like self-audits, self-assessments at these parties. Like I'm as good as anybody I know at leaving parties, but it's also because I recognize when I'm bouncing off walls and like, hey, big guy, you got to get out of here. Like I have a good <laughs> internal monologue. Oh, man. Yeah. Jenny Phelan, to be clear, has saved me from a couple of your parties that, to be clear, have gotten so debauched. We had people at your party that we didn't even know. Who just happened to I be still, there. I've looked over the footage. I woman, do not know who these people we were. We had a woman at one of Kennedy's holiday parties who no one knew and clearly didn't know us because she was sitting at the island trashing Fox News. She had just come there to <laughs> vent about how much she hated Fox News. Yeah. And unbeknownst to her was in a sea <laughs> of Fox News talent. Like everyone in the building was there. But the point is, self-awareness is the magic trick. Okay, and a few quick tips. Um, if you're singing Love Shack at the top of your lungs, make sure that's the song playing on the radio. Oops. You don't... <laughs> But no. Why do I feel like this quickly turned into an intervention? Your, your <laughs> fun is not supposed to impede anyone else's. So in the instance of the mom who got sick and lost her kid, yeah. her fun had spilled into everyone else's New Year's and ergo was no longer fun. And that's supposed to be yours. You can have a good time. Uh, and I'm not even saying responsibly. Like responsibility for me begins and ends with, yes, don't drive home. Okay, yes, outside absolutely. of that. Thank you. Yes. Okay, call an Ubicola. Outside of don't, that. Don't pull a Paul Pelosi. You know, the, the first incident, not, that, not <laughs> well, the second one. Even the second one, to be clear, I have some theories, but let's <laughs> let's stay above board here. Uh, but the point is, you need to be uh, having your fun in just a slightly self-conscious way. Yes. That is that's all. A, but that's a really good point. I mean, in addition to eating lean protein, oh, uh, yeah. drinking plenty of electrolytes, and taking a vitamin B supplement before you start drinking. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is about... But I, I think the idea that you check in with yourself constantly mm -hmm. is very, very important. Yes. Check in and feed yourself. You just made a good point now that I realize we're actually on the subject of not just being a screaming lunatic but not throwing up at 11.50 p.m. No, you don't want to be the guy who no. pukes before the ball. On the baby. There's no <laughs> Or on the ball. Yeah, let me ask you this about the mom. Was it before or after midnight? Because I have more respect <laughs> if she puked on the kid after midnight. I'm sorry. And in her defense, the baby was tired. You okay? <laughs> don't know this baby. You might have I been a jerk. I, I you don't know. Nobody knows turkey. this kid. I don't know. <laughs> yes. All right, so here it is, okay? You do need to eat. You need to eat on the front end, not on the back end. Amen. New Year's Back end drinking food choices are 
always poor. And do you want a getting home tip, just so everybody knows? Uh, if you find yourself sharing an Uber, if you find yourself sharing a train with someone who is eating pizza after 2 a.m., on New Year's Eve, they're going to throw that up 95% of the time. <laughs> You're on the Long Island Railroad after 2 a.m. Any girl eating pizza throws up, and any guy from Suffolk County tries to make out with her afterwards. Oh, that is That is the Long Island Railroad. I'm not kidding, though. I ride the Long Island Railroad late at night just to is raise myself self-esteem. Is that a euphemism? That's not even a, a mode of transportation, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's fast. Yeah, baby, let's go ride the Long Island Railroad. <laughs> the Quad City DJs. Come on the train. And ride, ride the it. train. Woo! Yeah, that song is about puking. A lot of so people we don't know were, that. So we were at the Fox Christmas party, and mm -hmm. it was really funny because I hadn't had anything to drink. I was on crutches because I had hip surgery six weeks ago. That's what we're going with? And, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Exactly. And uh, I fell on a cruise ship. And so Like a Prayer comes on, and I'm looking around for... Anything that acts as a microphone, and so I flipped my crutch over and started singing into the the base of my crutch. And these younger Fox employees looked at me like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "I, I I'm I haven't been drinking at all. Like this is this is baseline. Like I'm having a great time." But they were looking at me like they were genuinely worried. <laughs> well, to be clear. Um, <laughs> We like this. Everyone around you knows that you are you're a human parade float. I, I say this in the nicest sense of the word. Like she actually has a woman follow her around the buildings throwing lollipops to children when she walks between studios. <laughs> but you are and, and you have an atmosphere and everyone expects like an atmospheric chicanery about you. Mm. So if you're singing into a crutch, that's like a best case scenario for us because we've seen other scenarios. <laughs> yeah. To be clear, we have. We, I did almost get us kicked out of that Brazilian steakhouse oh. for for jumping on the, the drum kit and there, it was you know those Brazilian steakhouses just so everybody's clear where you pay like a flat fee and it's just a it's a meat dominatrix like it's an indulgent meal for the first two plates but by the fifth plate they're putting out a cigarette on your mom they're just punishing you you thought <laughs> you're like I'm gonna pay 80 bucks and eat everything in the world and no no you are and then yeah. you don't realize that till you don't want to eat anything it's a contract they're like no no you signed up yeah. to eat everything <laughs> in the world they keep bringing food so stick with me you, you just jumped on their drum kit it was an idle drum Kit. I don't know that they had booked a band for the night, but they had booked a Kennedy, and that does come with a built-in band, which gives me another good New Year survival tip everybody should talk about. And this is the reason I knew, because I was just as torched as you were that night. But because we had taken a series of pictures over the night, I was able to chart you, our downward trajectory. No, but I was able to look in my phone and chart our downward trajectory in terms of our cognitive function, and I recognized that like 11.30, like, oh, I, I know this sounds crazy, but you're in charge of getting us out of here. You know those movies where like some like Kurt Russell construction workers, like a deadbeat dad wakes up and he's like, oh, I'm saving the planet. You know, he didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to save the world at a Brazilian steakhouse, but I did. And I knew it was my gig because I looked in the camera. So this is a good New Year survival tip. Take as many pictures as you can. And the reason I say this is the mistake most people make is drinking for four hours and then opening up their phone and getting on social media. Oh, no. With no charted course of where they stand in the eyes of other people. If you open up your phone, okay, and you see that your shirt is tucked into your underwear, which is sticking up above the waist of your pants, it's time to get off the Internet. There you go. I think that, that you should just get a flip phone for the night. <laughs> Phone. Yeah, get a burner That's phone. That's how hard we're going. <laughs> yeah. Just that there are free taxis out there. My my cousin Rick, he will he'll pick you up. He's got a Nova and some free time. <laughs> Rick's good like that. Yeah. He's got the, the grass, gas, or A, nobody rides for free bumper sticker. But again, he's picking you up. That's his motto. <laughs>
<laughs> Got that tattooed on his pecs. Woo! Uh, well, Jimmy, have a phenomenal night in Nashville. I cannot wait to see your set. It's going to be a banger. Uh, and they don't know what's coming. So. No, they have, they have no idea. And it is going to be an honor to be a part of the final Fox New Year's Eve broadcasts ever. <laughs> I think it's a big deal. I take this. I do not take this lightly. <laughs> oh, so many restraining orders and memories to come. Jimmy Fela, thank you for being a part of Kennedy Saves the World. Boom! Consider yourself saved. Amen. I am Kennedy. Goodbye. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.